and welcome to the Ripples in Space podcast. I'm John Davis. And this is Kate Reagan. There's been a little bit of a, a little bit of a break between some of our podcasts, but we you know we're working on that. It's been a it's been an interesting, well now new year, but it'll be fine. Also, on a side note, I really hope they get that ship out of the Panama Canal because That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that that's kinda yeah. Someone someone messed up there, but hopefully they get it unwedged. We have a story for you today, and as usual, I will do the introduction, and Kate will uh, do the story. So, uh, so we hope you enjoy, and we'll we'll see you on the other side. Azure Arthur is a native of Flint, Michigan, who resides in Dallas, Texas. Although she is obsessed with literature, she has found that her passions have been evenly distributed between writing, teaching, and parenting. Her work has appeared in several publications, including Burning Word Literary Journal, The Rusty Nail, and The Chaffee Review. Scrutiny by Azure Arthur Talia moved closer to the glass. She waited. Sometimes the animals went wild and attacked the walls as if they could break out. As if they could survive. Everyone knew they wouldn't. Even the creatures knew, on some level. But that didn't stop the poor beings from trying to escape and return to the toxic bits of land they had been removed from. Talia couldn't understand their roars but she understood how they felt. It would be better to die than to live in captivity, but the specimens didn't have a choice. They were the last of their kind. Sure, there were a few in private collections around the world, but the fact was, the science museum's facilities were it for most of them. They couldn't live anywhere else. Talia touched the window, staring through the foliage for her favorite. There were several females, but she suspected that it was the same creature that she usually interacted with. Each of the animals was lightly furred, without the wild mane of hair that the male had. The golden pelt looked soft, but Talia would never have a chance to touch it. These females, with their one male, attacked anything that approached them. The grass parted, and as usual, when the tawny animal saw Talia on the other side of the glass, she stopped, her tail lashing back and forth as she stared with lazy yellow eyes. Talia met the creature's gaze. They remained this way, locked in intense commune until the moment was broken when the air pocket door opened and all the gold-furred carnivores came closer to the vent. The creature being forced through the opening screamed. Talia smiled. Periodically, when they were thinning the fast-breeding parasites of the pre-melt phase, the scientists brought the creatures to Talia's favorite beasts as a treat but there was no guarantee. Talia came every day during a culling on the off chance that she would get to see a live meal and listen to the pre-violent sounds, that possible language she never got to hear because she wasn't in the behavior department. Stop! The biped screeched, the sound reverberating through the glass. Throp, Talia said, her voice lost in bubbles of air. Some of her colleagues believed if the biped's crude speech could be learned, they could be taught. When studied, it was found that their hives were surprisingly advanced, though indirect aberration to the natural order. Perhaps if they had the chance, they could learn to move with the planet. The idea was not popular. Thus, the culling and exterminations. The parasites had nearly overrun the planet at one point, leaving nothing but carnage and waste in their wake. It was no wonder that the sea had risen to destroy them and why Talia's people hated them. Please, they'll kill me! The biped was hanging from the opening now, 
its webless appendages clinging as it tried to scramble away from the waiting pack of carnivores. Pig, it'll kill me. Talia stumbled over the lyrical sounds. She pressed her ear to the window, waiting. Talia found the bipeds to be a conundrum. They were obviously clever. No one could refute that. So it made it difficult to believe they were dumb. Even after they lost everything, all their technologies and hives, their whole planet, the ones that lived in the main sanctuary used plants to create soft armor to cover their defenseless skin. They fought when selected for culling. They nurtured and protected their young. All of that spoke of self-preservation and rudimentary understanding. You! The creature stared at her over his shoulder, his voice taking on a tone that the young use, a prayer, and a demand at once. Please! Do you understand me? I, I don't want to die! Pig, do you understand me? I don't... Talia hesitated. She often missed the syllables from these land creatures. Distant cousins, if you believed the lore. She opened her mouth to try again, just as the worker slammed the lid down on the male's fingers, causing the biped to fall, screaming, into the waiting creatures. Talia watched until there was only bone and silence. She would come again tomorrow. If she could learn the language the animals were using, she would learn it. Talia was the museum's linguist, after all. She flicked her tail and swam from the glass sphere of land, pushing her way through the sea to her home. She would hate to be stuck on the dirt, unable to breathe in the depths of the oceans and seas. The planet had always been mostly water, but it was 90% now. And that was Scrutiny by Azure Arthur. What I kind of liked about this story is that it kind of gave off like Planet of the Apes vibe a little bit as far as like another race other than humans has risen up to kind of take over and hopefully take care of the world. Yeah, at first I thought it was going to be like kind of Lovecraft because, you know, things are coming out of the ocean. I was like, oh, no, here we go. But it wasn't as bad as it could have been. I think it's cool that other alien races also find love for, like, the animals on our Earth. Like, it's kind of cool that our main character really liked the lions, because, I don't know, animals are cool. Yeah, and, you know, stewardship of the world. We shouldn't just take everything. We should take care of some things, and maybe if aliens came, they would do that instead of us. You never know. Maybe they'd be better. Yeah, that's always possible. Well, as always, thank you for listening to the Ripples in Space podcast, and we will do our best to make these more frequent. Hopefully things stop getting interesting for us over here. And from all of us here at Ripples in Space, cheers from the void. Bye now. <laughs>